live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. J-Rod Concerts family, hello everybody, this is... Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode, guys. And if you are new to our show, as you guys know, we have three categories of guests. We have established legends. So, you know, we've had people like friend of the show, John Oates, the late Mary Wilson of the Supremes, Judy Collins, that kind of stuff. We got current hit makers and we have up and coming stars. And today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, falls into the latter, our shining spirit based out of Nashville from Ontario, Canada. Her name is Callie McAuliffe, and she recently released her music video for No Good Way, which is from her After Midnight EP, a wonderful EP, uh, you know, not long, you can enjoy it in one sitting, that came out last year right in the midst of the pandemic beginning. So it was one of those really spectacular records that kind of got lost in the shuffle for obvious reasons. So, you know, she's revisiting it, and I think we all, you all should revisit it because it's wonderful. It's called After Midnight EP, and the video for No Good Way is just wonderful. It was filmed in a Canadian church, and it's just splendid, and we talk about it during, during the chat. But yeah, we welcome this amazing, amazing vocalist and instrumentalist. She gives us a great performance. She's charming. She tells us her story. Um, she's got a great background. And it was just amazing to chat with Callie, and she's always going to be welcome on the show. You guys are going to really love it. So, uh, you know, if you guys are new to the show, thank you so much for joining. Please give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, and all that. It helps us a lot. And if you want to follow Callie McCullough on uh, Instagram, you know, Instagram at Callie, C-A-L-L-I-E, Mac, M-C, music. Easy. All right, guys. All the best. Thanks for joining the J-Rod Concerts Podcast with Callie McCullough. Oh, my God, Callie. Well, I mean, there you are. Let me look at you because, oh, my God, Callie, I got, I got to tell you, um, you know, last year there was a lot of great music in 2020. Yeah. And we talk, we talk a lot about this. And, in fact, I believe we're going to look back at 2020 as a year that gave us, like, some gems that people are going to look back on and be like, that was a year to remember in musical quality, Callie. And uh, one of them, After Midnight, I have to tell you, this EP, Callie, if there was ever a collection of six songs that can just transform your emotions and make you feel, it's this one. I mean, but yeah. So I know I'm a year late, but congratulations on the EP, Thank you so much. That's so, that is so very kind. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And of course, the music video for No Good Way was just released, a great video beautifully filmed and and it just hits them the the song message uh, home and we'll talk about it in a second Callie but first where are you right now are you in Nashville yeah so I am uh, I'm back home in Nashville we're sitting mm-hmm. in my living room and as you can see um our house is really more of a holding cell for gear than it is a house yeah uh, but we like it that way I love it so for the audio audience uh, there's like you know f- guitars in the background all sorts my of my living room woods. looks like a guitar store um, yes a classy a, a very elegant one I should say we love it I love it. I love it, Kali. And uh, have you been playing at all? At all? I know some stages are opening up in Nashville, like Basement East, and slowly opening up. Have yeah. you been? Uh, have you been doing that, or are you like writing and, and and working and that kind of stuff? Well, so very slowly. So I mean, 2020 was obviously an odd year for all of us. Um, 
I, you know, have been very firmly rooted in Nashville for the past seven years. Um, but just sort of all of the craziness, I'm born and raised in Ontario, Canada. Yep. Um, I went home for a good chunk of the year. I ended up spending about seven months of the past 12 months in Canada mm-hmm. um, and was just kind of kicking it at home with the family and, right. and all of those things. And so I've been back to Nashville for about a month okay. and it has been like, go, go, go crazy. Good. Um, which I think after a year of so much stillness, you go, you really appreciate it. I go, I get to wake up, you know, because it, it's, I've been, I've been playing music and touring and traveling and writing and playing shows for so many years. And then after a year of nothing, I go, wow, I get to wake up and do this every day. Right. So, yeah, so it's been good, but it has been just thrown right back into the fire, uh, back to writing multiple times a week, out out seeing other shows. Unfortunately, like a lot of my road shows, are, we're not quite back there yet. So I am starting to play some little shows in town. So I've been playing sure. a, a few nights a week in town. and uh, Awesome. Just really nice to see people in well, person. Let, let us know. We'd love to catch you. I mean, you know, we're in, we're based in Nashville. We're recording from oh. the Gulch, and yeah, like oh, you know, great. Yeah, last night no. we're at Base Main East, and uh, things are opening back up. So we're like, slowly, yeah. slowly, but we're getting there. Yeah, so definitely, Cali. Yeah. So yeah. of course, you know, you, your family, as you mentioned, you're from Ontario, about two hours north of Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, your family, a complete musical family through and through, Cali. I mean, your mm-hmm. mom, of course, Deborah Harbottle. When was the first time that you realized that your life was not the normal life of, you know, the kids your age? Well, and I think too, maybe like once I was in school, because then growing up, all of my parents' friends were musicians and their kids would travel with them on the road. And this was very normal to me to be like three years old backstage at a folk festival or like, you know, in a, in a cube truck, like driving across the country. This is super normal <laughs> to me. And I still have friends that also grew up that way because uh-huh. all of my parents' friends were like that. But I think by the time I was in school, I was like, oh, so your parents are home every weekend? That's interesting. I right. go on the road every weekend with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And what was that feeling, Callie? You know, like as a young girl, you know, like being in that truck and just like seeing like firsthand as a little child, how they created joy in the millions of fans around the world. Like how was... Like, is that what's cooked you on music forever? Um, I, I don't know. Like, I guess my mom would probably tell you that I sort of just was born singing. And I mean, I was a weird kid. I just like walked around the yard and made up songs to myself and like sang on these little songs all the time. Um, <laughs> but no, I loved it, you know, because I think yeah. so much of it, too. It's like there's the hook of of, you know, like the music that you can't put it down, you can't help but not make music. And there's also the hook of like the pulse and the travel and the pace and the new people. Sure. Um, so I loved that part of it. I loved getting to go somewhere new. I liked, you know, my parents were on stage. Um, they had a home studio as well when I was growing up. And so like, I, I was a really, really little kid when I would go in and mess around in their studio with my dad. So yeah, I, I was very fortunate to, to come up in it. But on the same token, they tried really, really hard uh, to convince me to get a real job. Uh, So they were hoping I would become a lawyer. Hmm. And uh, I went uh, all through college and they were like, oh, she's going to get a real job. Like her life's going to be easier. And then I was like, graduated college. And I was like, yeah, I moved to Nashville. I'm done. Right. Right. But you have a sister that became a doctor, right? I did. My sister is brilliant. She runs uh, an independent practice in uh, Stratford, Ontario, Canada, which is her hometown. Yeah, she's a naturopath. She's brilliant. There you go. So, so, so the family has that going and but yeah, they like, got, they got, they got back one to the good roots. egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Kelly, that's great. And of course, you know, the McCall, let me ask you about the, um, the McCullough girls, right? Because oh, great yeah. music- oh, you've done your homework. 
no, no, no. It's, I mean, it's a great musical duo that you had with your mom, of course. Just educating my audience, right? Like on your on your great story. What are what are some memories that you have to this day? You know, in your heart from these magical years, Kali. Um, yeah, I mean, my mom and I, we started playing music together um, when I was very little. And then also just kind of by a fluke, you know, we were playing at like a jam session and we were singing together and everybody was like, are you guys going to start a band? Like you should start a band. So I was about 15 when that happened and we started traveling and we kind of went all over Canada and um, in the United States. And I traveled a bunch in Europe as well. And, yeah, you know, I was my mom and I were out traveling for, it was like about eight years and it was good. It was, there was a lot of good years. I, I guess like my one token, my mom's story is that, you know, I was really raised in a different way than mm. a lot of kids, um, you know, who are like, Oh, you want your kids to be safe and you don't want to push them. And, uh, the first time I wanted to come to Nashville, um, and I was about 17, my mom right. was like, okay, we'll go. And, uh, she made me drive the whole way. It was 16 hours and she was like, no, nope, you're driving the whole thing. You're driving the whole thing straight because I know you're going to need to know how to do this. And like, Whoa. sure enough, I have worn out that road just so many times. So wow. you know, like, that's a typical, my mom's story is that she would, she would be like, nope, you know how to do it. You'll figure it out. And, and she would really kind of push me to, to stand on my own two feet. So I'm really thankful for that. That's cool. That's, yeah. there you go. Musical parenting 101. Yeah, yeah, it's a different I, I life. Love, I love it. I love it. So you were not homeschooled. You went to a normal school growing up. Yep. Yeah, no, I went. Uh, I went all through uh, normal, normal school. Normal school. Yeah, but I okay. mean, my parents were like a little bit lax on like we got to miss a fair bit of it. They were of like, course, eh, of course, if you really need to be there, it's Friday. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it like going to school? I guess. I, I guess the question is, Cali. Like, yeah, how was it going when you know, like, you know what your purpose is? You kind of know what you're gonna do, your destiny, your calling. How is it like, how did you like, how was it going to school with all these other activities, you know, prom, bake sale, but like uh, your head it's is so in, funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is interesting because I think I, like I was academically, like I'm really into books and reading and, and there were things that I was really good at that I was really into. And I think when you're young, you go, you know, my parents were, they really, you know, because the music business is, it's crazy and and it's a difficult it's it can be a really difficult life right 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 so they're like we really want you to go to school and like get a real job and like just make music for fun and i was mm -hmm. like so i really i really uh, i think i entertained that idea for a while i thought maybe i would be a teacher or this or that but i mean when it when it calls you and it's in your blood like you can't help yourself so purpose, yeah i mean yeah. i was really into um i was really into theater and and drama and like of course you want to be on stage right um and uh you know, played some soccer. I, I was really into English and, and, and reading and books. And I mean, of course, being a songwriter, you're gonna, you're gonna soak that stuff in. Um, right. but yeah, I mean, it, it was a little over the map. Like by the time I was in college, I was fully checked out. Like I went to class and then I went out and played my gigs. Like you I was, tried. I was At not there. <laughs> I was fully checked out when I was in high school. I, I was kind of into it, you know, I, you know, it was, um, and I, yeah. I grew up in a really rural area too. Um, so there was really, there's not, there's nothing to do, right? Like the only trouble you're going to get into is like, if you fall in the Creek, like right. there's like, there's nothing to do. So if there's school activities, you did them because, you know, it's the only thing to do. Definitely Callie. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. So you, you said, you mentioned that you moved to Nashville seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, how was that move when you first moved? And I asked because, you know, it's, 
it's different when people come like and uh, you know they come for co-writes maybe for like a month and go back home but how do you remember those first like you know two three months like maybe the ex all of it the excitement of the new apartment the new roads yeah. the groceries but at the same time like the new like music industry like 24 7. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy time. So when I made the move, I was, um, my mom and I were still touring out in California. Um, and it sort of started to, you know, just come into my brain and my heart that like, I had been back and forth to Nashville for years, because I'm Canadian. So there's there's an immigration component, you can't just up and move. Right. Um, and so I had kind of got that sorted out by that time, because we were out in California. And, and it had kind of come to me that I was like, you know, I'm really ready to be there full time. I want to write songs full time. And I really, I want to stand on my own two feet and do this my way. And so we finished the tour and I just kind of put my stuff in, uh, like we bought a second vehicle. I bought a station wagon, put all my stuff in it and, and just drove. And, and I did have some friends here. So I was able to move in with one of my girlfriends and cool. you know, she was my roommate for the first year. Um, and we had a way to pile of fun, but yeah, I remember like going out to get like the first load of groceries and you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent $400. Like I have no more money, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, well, like, I guess I'm going to go have to get a gig because I I'm out of money. So I, you know, I think I landed right. my first gig on like day number two and, and you just put one foot in front of the other, other and start going. But it, I mean, it, it is exciting. Like those, when you look back on it, those first couple of years are the most exciting because it's like, every writer's round, every time you write with someone new, every time you meet a new person and and you tend to meet all the other kids that are new in town and it's all so exciting and it's all shiny and new. And so I look back on it really fondly, you know, like, and those, a lot of those friendships that I made at that time are the ones I still have now, which is I think really special. Absolutely. But this city keeps you a little humble, right? Because the talent is so incredible, it, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it certainly, you know, it's, it's sort of the expression that rocks sharpens rock, right? Like yeah. everybody, you know, kind of rises up together um, because yeah. It, yeah, it makes you want to go insane. home and be better. It's, it's insane, Kelly. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been here for months and it's like when you're here on the ground, it's like you like get it. It's like, wow. So but you, anyway. You've been here for months. Where did, where did you move from? Yeah, from Miami. That's where we oh, were. Miami radio. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so I love Miami. I actually right before the crazy of 2020 uh, uh -huh. spent a good chunk of time in miami actually out playing golf ah. um, and just kind of getting a suntan and playing some golf and there this was kind of while we were plotting the release of after midnight and then you know i'm really glad that i did because then 2020 <laughs> happened absolutely so actually good good pivot there to the album because again just want to reiterate how great it is right but oh, I, I mean i mean grammy winning bluegrass band union station you you know you partnered with western uh, swing supergroup also the time jumpers so how did the collaboration with this with these two begin Kelly? well it was interesting uh so the album's producer uh is uh, actually another canadian uh his mm -hmm. name is dustin olian and he's an incredible uh upcoming talent um and dustin and myself and uh, my co-writer, Scotty Kipfer, and my other co-writer, Ryan Sorstad, you know, we were sitting and we were talking and I said, okay, you know, I've saved up my tip jar money and like, I want to make a record. And I had talked to some different producers and, 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 you know, kind of been through, through a few rings of things I was kind of thinking about. And we're sitting in, in the kitchen and we're all just hanging out because we're three of us are best friends. And Dustin was like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you probably just need to like call like the time jumpers in union station and ask them to make a record. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. Let's do it. And so we, <laughs> so we started making calls and we were like, let's, let's call all of our favorite players and our heroes and see if they'll, they want to come make, 
because you know not to take away from what anybody is doing um but i guess you know mainstream country radio it doesn't it doesn't really speak to me at all um sure sure so i i really love the the roots and the traditions and the sounds yeah. of of country music and folk music and bluegrass and and just all the different kind of sides of the roots thing and um and so we thought okay well this is crazy let's just see if they say say yes and everybody did amazing um so yeah so we started down that path of of making a record with our heroes and then and then made some you know some really sweeping kind of grandiose productions and then we had a couple songs that really wanted something a little bit more intimate and Dustin and I actually built those you know one track at a time in the studio ourselves um so it kind of the record was it was a bit it was a long process but in a good way it was sort of a situation where this was my first step as a solo artist I'd been in a Celtic band I'd been in a band with my mom and and I really wanted to make sure that what I was going to put out was was really me um, so we took our time with it and we spent a couple of years doing it. And then, um, and then we got to start, you know, putting out the first single in 2019 and yeah, yeah I'm really glad that we did take our time. Um, Absolutely. I'm proud of it. You know? It shows, it shows like, you know, every time you listen to it, it's layered, you find new things, new angles. It's very deep. It's very well produced. Thank you. Um, yeah. And a, a song like Missing You, Callie, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean the songwriting, the whole, the whole thing is spectacular, but a song like Missing You, I mean, it's hard to leave that old routine like you and me on the couch with a glass of wine, even though it hurts. I spin that old record and sing that every word. And I know your favorite line, like, oh, my God, like, what is your process to create this sorts of words, Callie? Because it is next level. We love it. Thank you so much. I, I, well, actually, um, I wrote that song uh, with my buddy Ryan Sorstad. We actually wrote it sitting on this couch in this living room. Huh. Um and he had come over and you know we were actually finishing another song that day and it was something peppy and and i was like okay cool that's done let's write something sad because that's what i like to do and he was <laughs> right. like i have an idea um and at the time ryan um was living here and his wife was living in baltimore because you know they both just had to work in separate places so there was a lot of long distance stuff going on he was like, I have this idea of that's what I do when I'm missing you. And I was like, boom, it's sad. Boom. Let's do it. And he was like, well, what do you do when your significant other is gone? I was like, well, my house is a lot cleaner. And that's how we got the first <laughs> one. And it, and it kind of just flowed. We drank a lot of coffee. And, you know, I think, you know, inwardly, you know, you have poetic moments, you know? Yeah, I so, love it. Yeah, but I no, I I do love that song. Thank you. I of course, that. of course, Kelly. I mean, you're you're being so generous with your time. Thank you, and we do want to get to the song. But let me ask you about the video. Can't escape the video because the video that you just released, really beautiful for no good way. Uh, you you filmed it in Revival House in in Canada, right? I did. Um, and how did the idea come about? And it like because it's pretty inspiring. It just meshes really well. Thank you. Uh, it was actually it was sort of a crazy time um, when I had gone home to Canada, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do all kinds of projects while I'm here for the winter. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to record some live stuff. I was thinking about bringing in like a, a full string orchestra and doing some live videos and, and all of those things. Um, but it turned out that they were in a extremely high level lockdown for the entire winter. So you, I mean, you would get a ticket to go see your sister. Like wow. you were not going anywhere. It was yeah, like wow, that's Walmart drugstore, your house. That's it. Whoa. Didn't mean to hit that microphone. <laughs> uh, so we kind of were just like hanging out on the family farm. 
for like a couple months and I was like, okay, I really want to do something musical. Um, and the lockdown lifted. And, and so I was thinking about it. I was like, I think the next song I want to do a video for is no good way. And I had mm. this idea. The owner of Revival House is a really good friend of mine. I used to work at one of his restaurants when I was, you know, in college. Um, and he bought that place and it was like a fine dining restaurant and he turned it into the most incredible live music venue. Yeah. And he was like, yep, wow. come on in. I'll give you the place for the day. They're still shut down. They were, they're not open. He was like, come on in. And so like very quickly, I called Dustin, the album's producer. And I was like, Hey, I have this idea. Like, and we got to do it in two days. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And, and so I just started making calls and the whole thing came together in about two days. And it was, I think it was really special after just kind of being out of your element for so many months to like go back in and feel that magic and get to because I think for me it's like it's not like award nominations or it's not like streaming numbers it's like I do this because I like to create things I want to mm. bring things into the world and so to it. get to go in and do that for a day which is like the most magical venue I've been in in years and, you know, you're just like, who doesn't want to sit there and sing in this like cathedral style church? Like, it's I stunning. It's so, so yeah, it was just a yeah. beautiful day. And, and um, the way I, the yeah, light I, shines on you, like the whole thing is just beautiful. It, it was, you know, and, and the guys that um, it's actually uh, two people from my hometown that I'd never worked with before, but I'd known them and I'd seen their work because I'd been here for a long time. But I've kind of kept an eye on the hometown just because it's such a Stratford, Ontario, Canada, for anybody that doesn't know. You may know it as the home of Justin Bieber, mm. uh, who is obviously a big star, um, and he comes from my hometown as well. Uh, we also have Lorena McKennett, uh, oh, who's from Stratford, Ontario. So there's a lot of big names that have come out of this town. It is, um, it's a theater town, so they're the home of the Shakespearean theater, mm. um, like, um, like Shakespeare, like Stratford-upon-Avon in England. And so they've modeled the town after that. It's beautiful. They've got flower gardens. They've got rivers. Thanks. and originally i wanted to shoot a music video for after midnight there because i was like it's perfect it looks like you could be midnight in paris in my hometown it's beautiful <laughs> but lockdown happened and so i was always kind of keeping an eye to see you know who's around the hometown that would be good to work with and nice. uh, was able to call a couple friends and, and they did such a great job so yeah it was a really it. fun day i love it you're a little go-getter grinder we love it awesome uh, well you know it's it's been a strange year so you just kind of go like all right what what can we do to entertain ourselves? Outstanding, Callie. Well, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, you have a beautiful guitar with you. Are you going to play a song for us? Uh, yeah. I, well, I thought I would play No Good Way, unless you wanted to hear something else. You can, I would be honored. You can play and, whatever you, you know, want. But yeah. I mean, I'm also happy to, I could chat, chat, chat all day. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful guitar. Let, let us see it. Look at that. Yeah, this is, um, mm -hmm. these are, this is called, a, it's a bourgeois guitar. Um, they're yeah. Made by, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're made by Dana Bourgeois. So they, okay. it's a boutique guitar maker. They're similar to like a Martin or a Callings. They only make about 200 of them a year. And a lot Stunning. of the grassers really play them. Mm. Um, so I picked this up when I was about 22. I've had it. She's had a lot of travels. So this is this is the original. And, uh, you know, we've obviously added to the collection with the other ones in the room you can see. But, you know, this is still the fave. Love it. Looks stunning. All right. You want to hear a song? Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, what is today? Today's Friday. There's nothing like a sad We're song. We're recording on a this Friday. on a Friday. Yeah. Well, it's it like is a gloomy. sad song on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come out on a Monday or what day is it going to come out? In a couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever day of the week, it's always a good day for a sad song in the afternoon. Okay. It's a sad song. All right. Perfect. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll time it with the weather. It's like, here you go, audience. You know, it is, it is rainy today. I feel that that is suited. 
you know. Isn't this Nashville weather crazy, Callie? I'm still like like oh, getting so you're from Miami, so you're yes, you're new to all of this. Welcome to the land of allergies. Yes, um, I hear. I just hear. Head on down to the drugstore, get yourself some Zyrtec. You'll be glad you did. You know what's getting me, Callie, is that like last weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to the audience out that doesn't know what we're talking about, but it was like it was like actually like 76 degrees. Yeah. People were in shorts, you know, like it was like summer day and now today's like 40 and it's like winterish again. So that's the thing. Uh, basically, the Coles notes on it is Nashville weather is bipolar. <laughs> so, you know, one day it's a sundress and the next day it is a winter coat and one day is a flood and one day is a tornado and the next day is like a sunny beach day. So <laughs> you are just you're along for the ride. You you look out the window in the morning and you go, what shall we uncover today? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. You're just along for the ride. Love so, it. Love you know? it. Glad to be part of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we do it? Yep. A quick little drink of water. I got the coffee cup hiding down there. What a rock star. What a rock star, Callie McCullough. Look at that. I don't know if the rock stars drink water, but stay hydrated. All right. So this is a, it's a song called No Good Way um, for anybody that's listening. And um, it's on the album After Midnight. It was originally, a uh, fun fact for you, uh, written as a duet. Um, supposed to be a guy-girl duet. And uh, the version that and I did record it that way um, one time. I've actually recorded this song about three or four times. Um, but the, the version we ended up putting on the album um, is this one. We don't feel the love that we both know damn 
absolutely spectacular, Callie. Thank what you. What a song. That's a timeless song. Well, you know, breakups are still going to, you know, people are going to get broken hearts no matter what. So. Yeah. Received, given, all of the above. Hopefully not too many. Not too many. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God, Callie. What a pleasure. I think you've said it all. I mean, it's been a true, a true treat to have you on the show, Callie. Well, thank you so much for chatting today. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so glad you moved here. Here you are. I know. I know. It's been great. It's been great. I'm sure we'll cross paths somewhere. But uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm, happy. I'm happy that the world's opening back up and uh, more people can get to uh, listen to okay. your great music. Aren't we all happy that we're going to go out and about and see people again? It's exactly. going to be a good oh summer, God. I hope. You know, people started, you know, yesterday I went to the um, the basement East. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a good show there. And, and a lot of people are coming out now, a lot of our, our musician friends, and yeah. everyone's back to hugging. And it feels so good it's that people are hugging. Recent. It's very recent that the hugs have started. Something hugs are coming back. Happy to announce with Kelly McCullough here on the show that hugs are back, baby. That's so good. So funny. Well, oh, so amazing. nice to meet you. I appreciate you too. it so much. Lovely chatting. Take care, Kelly. Yeah, you too.